0: This is the Inspiration Science Podcast, your guiding podcast on evolving your own science and life to holistically strive. We believe there is no general way of living and healing, but your universal way. You succeed the highest when you do you. On this podcast, we'll dive into deep conversations on mental health and aligning purpose to business for enlightening harmony in life. I'm your host, Austin June welcome to the inspiration science podcast i'm so excited to have my today's guest on his name is brett he's a top business and life coach of 2023 according to the apple news He's also a contributor of the Forbes magazine, and he is the founder of the Action Mastery Retreats, where he helps many people to uncover their unconscious purpose or things around their passions. And he also has a strong background in NLP and uh, expertise when it comes to peak performance and similar to me we both believe that business and the life coaching part has to go in hand to um, help people to foundation succeed long term as well and he helps people to also connect their body mind spirit to integrate all of these elements and he does it through retreats his coaching as well as with his best-selling book and um, yeah when i heard the first time about brad i was very inspired by his strong background in that type of things and today we will speak about more about his story, how he helped people and how, what the impact is actually of retreats and how they can help you to find your purpose. So thank you so much, Brett, for coming on. How are you doing today?
1: I'm awesome. Thank you so much for that amazing introduction, Oz, and I really appreciate it. And I'd like to say too, um, congratulations to you. You know, I was inspired by your story. That's why I reached out. And uh, like I said, I just read one of your articles, but your story is incredible. What you've accomplished from where you came from. I love the fact that, you know, you've taken, I think it's important to always take our life experience and use that for wisdom and growth, but you've taken things that could be tragic for some people and you've turned them into a beautiful way to inspire and lead others. I love your fire, your passion for life and all the incredible things you've achieved and all the uh, amazing aspirations you're working towards. So I'm hoping we get to collaborate and have a longer term friendship building on, but congratulations to you.
0: Thank you so much as well for these words. And um, yeah, I I think it's also the beauty of connection and the things how everything connects when we look back from such experiences as well. And I believe mm-hmm. when I see people like you, um, you know, helping so many people around the world, people smiling, I think there's always a story mm-hmm. behind this, especially people with big wisdom. And when they smile the brightest, usually they went through a lot of mess and pressure in their lives to shape their character as well. And I'm curious yeah. to know, Um, you know, I believe where you are right now and where you were like a few years ago is not the same place. Um, What (laughs) inspired you to actually found the retreat Action Master Retreat and to start initially as a coach the first time?
1: Thank you. Yeah, great question. And you're so right. We're hopefully if we're paying attention, right, we're always learning from life and growing. Hopefully we're an evolved version each year of who we were the year before. Um, I have grown and changed a lot. I would say in the past five to ten years has been a massive growth. Um, I've been doing this a long time. I've been a leader, manager, sales trainer, coach for you know twenty plus years. Um, but you know, like anyone, it's funny you only know what you know and you don't know what you don't know, right? Luckily, I've always had a good heart and a lot of passion for helping people and an ability to at- articulate and lead. But the real change when I was younger, I was doing a lot of company development. I would do business development, sales training, operations, and just building companies and building people. And about 12, 13 years ago, it clicked differently for me. And I started to realize really deeply um, the change in making it about the person. So I kind of pulled away from doing as much consulting in a company, or when I shifted, I changed the way I consulted companies. And it stopped being about the product and the service and much more about the person. And that started to take me on a deeper journey. And the more time I spent doing that, the more I realize that it really is about us. It's about people, right? It always comes down to the people. It's the clients, it's the customers, it's the person, it's the team, it's the family member, it's your love. And so um I've always been spiritual. I've always had faith, always believed in God and used that as like something that, you know, has grounded me and gave me purpose, but also it gives you a strength in knowing what you're doing. You know, I read your stuff as well. It's, I love seeing that, you know, you're doing what you feel called to do. I'm exactly the same. I, I It's so called, it's crazy. I can't even articulate it to people when I say it sometimes because it's so clear the path. It's so clear that you probably have this as well. Sometimes, you know, it can be overwhelming just because you're called to do something doesn't mean it's easy. There'll be times where I'm like, I can't do this. I need to take a break. I I try to stop and the door is just open and people call and pound the door. I'm like, all right, I'll do it again. I got it. I'm supposed to be doing this. I can't quit. can't quit the mission. And so over the past, since about 2011 or 12, um, I've had such a clear calling. Um, It's like God has spoken in my ear. I'd have things tell me like, you need to do this. And it's just the only thing I'll hear is go do this, go to Tulum, go to Tulum, go to Tulum, build a retreat, build a retreat, build a retreat, learn this. It's been incredible. It's been just clear messages. And there's not many messages, it's one, one telling me to do something. And when I do that thing, it has opened incredible opportunities and doorways and The one thing is, is I, you know, I like, I proud myself in saying that I don't have a big ego. I'm not about ego. I love people. Without Mm -hmm. people, I am nothing. Um, You know, it's like, I am a channel to message and to help others. And so everything I've done has been an evolution of how can I take my opportunities? How can I take my wisdom, my experiences, my failures, and turn them into something that can provide knowledge for people to grow? And so through that process, um i have just continued to learn everything i could learn i continue to say where can i challenge myself and when i challenge myself what can that provide value for the world around me and make a positive impact and so over the past 10 years i started having a calling to do retreats because i realized people really grow when they focus on themselves and work but it's hard especially in today's society because we're so busy there's so much noise you've got a computer you've got your you know you've got your phone always dinging and things people around you there's just so much noise and we can work together but then you go back into your world and it's like i'll coach someone for a couple hours or we'll get together and then they go back to their world and you're you're battled with that environment mm-hmm. and so i was called to do the retreats where i can pull people out of their environment and have enough time that we can really heal mind body and spirit and learn new ways of evolving rather than just coaching doing things like sound healing breath work meditation stuff that heals you somatically and goes deep into who you are so that it really does transform you And you're able to come back changed. So that's kind of the path that's led me there. And you know, I've tried to put this on for years. Uh different things have happened and the COVID happened and it stalled it. And now we're finally doing it. November this year. I'm about 49 days away from the start and I'm super inspired and excited.
0: Wow, that's so amazing. And I love that you focus on the human aspect, you know, because you mentioned that you were um, shifting also the way you coach and consult people from product to strategy to more people, we are humans. And something Mm -hmm. also caught really my attention when you said that uh, you are not a human being having a spiritual experience, but you are the spiritual being having that human experience. And I think that's, um concludes a lot on that as well as well as to balance the body mind and the spirit and sometimes i see a lot of like spiritual people there's so much into their spirituality that they go all in there they read they hear they do their practices but sometimes they don't balance it out with the body the physical body which is like mm-hmm. you know what are doing the sports and whatever how do you personally integrate it in life that you have like a wholeness in all of the areas and um yeah and how and as an, as an entrepreneur itself as well
1: great that's a great question you know um anymore it's funny i always joke because everybody comes to me from a different place they call and they say i need a life coach i need a business coach i need a therapist i need a counselor like i have all these different titles but really what I consider myself is like a peak, peak performance coach, to kind of put it simply, because I think it explains what I do. I want to help you figure out how to be at your peak, how to like be your best, because every best is different. There's like I say there's two buckets, like there's things that everybody needs to do and there's things that you need to do individually based on your passions and your life. And so there's a daily routine, you know, like, and also I say, like, we have a vision. That's the big thing you're going for. That's the purpose, who I'm going to be, what inspires me, the big dream and goal. Like you talked about 300,000 people at a speaking event. That's phenomenal. That's the vision, but you can't get to the vision just by having a vision. You have to do something. It's who you show up as every day on that journey. That's going to tell you how the course is to become and manifest that vision. So the most important thing is obviously you have to have the vision, but you have to every day show up and how you show up each day is what will change or transform that journey. And so a part of that is it has to be mind, body and spirit. Spirit gives you the purpose that's having faith when things aren't going your way and sticking with the plan and not giving up just because it's a rocky road, which it will be a lot. Um, But then your your mind and your body, they have to be congruent, you have to take care of them. You know, so often we think that the mind is the only thing driving the ship and it's not it's just one piece of the big puzzle. Your body is so important because are hormones. You know, when I first started coaching, it's changed so much in my depth of understanding of what really you'd have to do to be successful or to be empowered. And it's like, we used to think like, oh, if I'm smart, if I have a bunch of goals and strategies, I'll be successful. And that's not it. You have hormones. You can be doing everything completely right. And if you're out of uh, or dopamine or oxytocin, you don't feel right and you won't perform well. It'll feel like things aren't going well. So you have to eat well, you have to sleep well, you have to meditate, you need to do breath work, you would be drinking water, you gotta watch your intake of toxins like alcohol and drugs and smoking. And every one of those things is gonna throw off your path. It's gonna provide another obstacle, it's gonna slow down your journey, and it's gonna give you a new set of challenges you're gonna have to overcome. So it's a formula that I create with everybody. How do you get into peak performance? It's what is your daily formula, mind, body, and spirit to get you on that path and make sure that you're gonna have the most Efficient and most fulfilling journey you can.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's, that, that's amazing, you know, that you take into account the holistic part of things. And I also realized that within my journey, Um, you know, especially when you're in your 20s, you're full of energy, you feel like you can conquer and save the whole <laughs> sometimes. And as you mentioned, yeah. even when you receive a high calling, and sometimes we forget the health, like many people, they are aware of that they should take after themselves, like that's clear to them. But then the mm-hmm. doing is like, okay I'm so busy I'm doing my business and stuff I'm going out and then once you fall sick once you slow down then you feel like you know you feel like depressive about it because you're slowing down yeah. so you know yeah. for many people it's hard or they say like they don't know where to start they look a bunch of books that they do meditation other people go for a walk I take some supplements and things has improved as well implementing fitness and things to my day life but how mm-hmm. did you start it Um, you know, to get really conscious about that? Like, when was the first time you awakened to that? And where did you start to integrate all of these things time by time?
1: Well, you know, I've luckily I've always been pretty healthy my whole life. Um, I've always, I've worked out since I was like 11 years old. So I've always been active. We'd go for, my whole family would go for bike rides together as a kid. Uh, I played, started playing tennis really young. I ran track. I started working out, lifting weights. So I just always doing a lot of healthy things um actually my one of my, my my ex-wife from many years ago when we got together we got really into health this is like when i was like you know I, I wasn't married at this point in time but i was like 18 19 when we started dating and we both uh we both really got into like health we started reading books and doing things and started realizing the difference in foods because it's funny when i was a kid you don't think about anything you don't grab a label and look at it and think like oh this has a lot of fat or a lot of sodium or anything and you just you just eat it and you don't think about it there's certain things you knew were bad but you really pay no attention And that got me quickly into a journey of realizing, wow, there's a lot more information here I don't understand. And I like to learn about things. I like to understand how they work. I love how everything ticks, you know? So I started researching and I understood like I used to have too much sodium and salt. And that gave me like it caused you to have like, um, you'd feel hypertension. And so I started getting rid of that. And one of the ways to get rid of it was drinking more water. And everything started cascading into educating me about how I could feel better. And I think once you make one important shift in your life that you recognize like wow i actually feel better it kind of opens a doorway to being like wow there's so much more i don't understand um you know and so now it's like i research everything under the sun about you know health all the time i just went through a fast i just did a shaman training for six months with a group out of chile and we did a whole thing it's regrowing your body and learning everything you take out of your body that you don't realize is unnecessary that actually causes you to build candida, which causes you to have food allergies and sicknesses, illnesses, bacteria, and makes you wanna have sugar and things. It's incredible the things you can do that quickly up level your health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think one of the most important things is understanding that um, if you just make one little shift, like meditation, I start everybody with meditation. Most of my clients are high performing executives and they come to me and they tell me, I've got all this money, but I hate my life. I'm unfulfilled or I'm stressed, I'm overwhelmed. I can't keep going at this pace. Maybe a doctor told them, if you don't slow down, you're gonna have a heart attack. And they're so resistant. I'm like, okay, I'll say, let me teach you how to meditate. And they go, I can't do it. I have no time, I've tried, it doesn't work. And I'll go, you're paying me good money to trust me, try this thing. And within one week, I'm not kidding, every single person's like, oh my God, I feel so different. I see the world differently. I'm sleeping better. I wake up and I feel inspired by my day the things that triggered me before are not triggering me. Uh, they're like, like all my clients, all my associates, my employees are like, what happened to you? Like you used to blow up and you're you're just peaceful now. And so I like to try to crack call cracking open the egg, giving somebody an idea like, look, if you get a taste of this, if I can show you how to transform the way you feel quickly and you can look at the world differently in a week or two, imagine what else you could do if you start to have a new perspective on life. And so that to me is the most, that's my greatest passion in life. giving people an opportunity for better health better fulfillment and when you see it it's so inspiring to see somebody open up and change their whole life and realize like wow there's so much more i can be better i can do better
0: wow that's amazing and i think it's something that many people can also like relate to um like i personally from my experience um every time people told me like you know try try meditation will be good for you you know i try for a few minutes and then my mind goes somewhere else and i'm like oh it's so boring it's like not for me and then i've tried that yeah sometimes. it's probably typical things and then you know pushing this idea away like it's just not my thing i just better go for a walk or i don't have time mm-hmm. for that. and you know there are times where i got a little bit better like for a few minutes longer and i realized okay it can actually really bring stillness but i feel there's still this part of me that is perhaps mm-hmm not to go like for too long on that part. Mm-hmm. But that's also mm-hmm. what interests me and around the retreats, because you you mentioned it's about taking people out of their busy environments. So they're more focused on in that area to be still. So could you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit more about what you do in these retreats and what, what are some transformations that people received out of that? And for people also like similar to me who maybe pushed this idea away of meditation, like what's your yeah. on that?
1: awesome so i'll tell you the first thing um you know this is really fascinating but we don't realize number one talk about the meditation and i'll lead into that so what maybe most people don't realize is the most important thing is your breath like if we sit down and you go to meditate what happens so we sit down we wake up in the morning and like the minute we wake up we check our phone or like i gotta go i have all this stress i have to get going my day's starting we've trained ourselves to just fire out of the bed and be stressed and ready to go even though the most of the time we're going to do stuff we don't want to do which i think is really funny but you grab the average person and ask them and they're not happy with their life. So I'm like, so what are you rushing to? You're rushing to something you don't want to do. Um, but people will say, I can't, my mind's too busy. So the thing is, is we don't realize that your breath actually precedes the way you think. People think I'm anxious, so I'm breathing really fast and heavy. And it's like, no, that's it's the opposite. The way you're breathing tells your mind how to think. So if you sit down and you focus on your breath first and you do some breath techniques to calm yourself and to switch the way that you feel, this is scientific, this is not any woo-woo. There's mm-hmm. actually receptors in your lungs that when you breathe in a certain way, it goes to your, through your body and tells your mind, ah, calm down and think this way. And so we breathe first and the breathing causes you to settle and become grounded. Most people sit down and they go, okay, I'm gonna try to meditate. And you're coming from an anxious place. And it's like like, like your car slamming on the brakes. Nobody wants to do that. And when you do, you're rattled. But if you slow down the car till it comes to a stop easily, and then you sit in peace, it's much easier to arrive there. And so it's the breath work first that leads into the meditation. And then the other thing about the meditation is a lot of times we think that you're supposed to quiet your mind. And you're going to transcend through your third eye and go out and have some visualization in space and that's not it what it is is your mind's never going to stop being busy but what you want to do is you want to start objectively observing your thoughts rather than engaging with all of them so when the mind's busy we're letting every thought pull us all over and make us feel chaotic i like to think of my mind and my thoughts as a council like if i'm running a company and i have a board of directors and i walk in and say hey i'm thinking about selling the company Have 12 board members sitting around, everybody's going to have an opinion and have a strategy and have advice. I don't have to take it all. I just take it all in and say, Great, thank you. I'm going to process that and I'll use what I feel is valuable, what resonates with me. So that's how I think about my thoughts. Thoughts also carry energy and mass. So the thing is, if you don't process them through meditation, then you carry that energy with you, which creates either anxiety or weighs you down. And you have to go out in your life and burn it off. So if you sit in the morning and you breathe, slow down, observe your thoughts, and then just choose what you want to focus on, you slow all of it down and you eliminate most of the noise. Then when you start your day, you have a sense of clear. That's why people say, wow, I feel very clear now because you've gotten rid of everything that doesn't matter. So what we do at the retreat is one thing is, you know, the retreat is phenomenal, but I also realize that in order, it's hard for people to show up someplace. Again, this is about not, you know, showing up a thousand miles an hour and starting when you go to something, if you just go to a retreat and you're there for three days, five days, seven days, and you show up, you put a lot of pressure and expectation for that experience. It has to be a lot. I have to get a lot out of this. It's five days. I'm taking off of work. This has to save me. It has to recharge me. Or, you know, we feel pressured. So what I do is two months before we go to the retreat, I coach every individual, every guest that's coming to the retreat one-on-one. So they go through two months of coaching with me ahead of time. So I'm working on their mind, body, and spirit, their passion, their advanced communication, their family, their relationships, their organization, their health. I get them primed. So they're a peak version of themselves when they show up at the retreat. Then we spend seven days integrating everything we've worked on deeply into them. And again, too often we think it's all about the mind. And so what I wanna do is when I go to the retreat is I teach them new methodologies of learning, new methodologies of healing and growing that they haven't experienced before. So sound healing, meditation, breath work, uh, ecstatic dance, certain types of yoga. Um, We'll do every night we have community powwows around a bonfire and we unpack things together. We have music, but everything is done in a way. Like if you went to a spa for seven days and got to have every one of the different types of services done for you. So it's taking you outside of your normal thinking and challenging you to experience something in a new way where you're getting consistent healing all day. Every day is a mind, body, spirit program. And so you're not allowed to just sit in it. You're being challenged to integrate in a new way, which causes you to open up all your chakras and to open up the way you perceive the world and, and invite in new healing.
0: Wow, that sounds incredible. And I think it's also very great. I mean, I've never heard that most people who do retreats, they just do the retreat itself and you see them the first time there. But like yeah. you're doing the pre-work, which I believe sometimes even more important than the after work that comes. So yeah all in one and when people like go there uh what has been in your observation some of the outcomes once they're back because usually they're taken out of their surrounding and then they're you know in quietness and stillness and that yeah. they say return back and then they're back in busyness and their business and whatnot so you know how do you see people coming back and changing those things and um, also for yourself from going absolutely to stillness and meditation, and then going back to your work and going back to stillness, like those shifts, what happens in between of them?
1: Yeah, great question. Well, here's the good thing. So um, I live, you know, if this is, you know, if this like, like an EKG, if this is kind of like, you know, your breathing and your stress level, mine's kind of like this most of the time. Um, I have trained myself to live pretty in a state of, I don't want to say Zen, but it, it as close to Zen as possible. Like. I check my breathing throughout the day and I meditate several times throughout the day. How I'm acting right now is pretty much who I am 24 seven. If I'm really stressed out, maybe a teeny bit more active than right now. Um, I've just been doing it long enough. And so I train all of my clients in these methodologies. So by the time they get to the retreat, they already have the tools to be more grounded and to stay more in a kind of uh, homeostasis than feeling like they're erratically jumping up and down. So Mm -hmm. when you leave the retreat, you are going to already be a person that's changed to where you don't go back to these things. So mm-hmm. like I say, like when a client comes to me, their day is probably like this all the time, and they may have a day where it's calm, and then it's back to that all the time. So like 90% of the time, they're hectic and chaotic. After we work together, and definitely after the retreat, you are like this all the time, and you may have one of those. It's very rare, you're going to be more baseline. And so um, it's just reinforcing it if you have enough time to create the habits, and the biggest thing is tying them to something. I had, I did a speech, uh, speaking event for a couple hundred people a, a couple of weeks ago. And one of these guys asked me, we went through a meditation together and some stuff. And he said it was the best he'd felt like 10 years. Like I've never felt this calm. And he was like, how do I keep this up though? He's like, I keep trying to do it and I'll do it for a little bit and then I fall off and I can't stay consistent. And the thing is you have to tie it to a higher purpose. Otherwise you're, we're doing two things. There's either you do something because you're inspired and it's purposeful or you do something because Uh, It's pain management. Pain management does not stick with you. I want to get done with this day. I just want to make it till I make this money. I just want to get through my divorce. That's not going to stick with you. But if you say, I'm going to start meditating because it's going to turn me into this person I really truly want to be. And it's driving me towards these goals. It's like an Olympian, right? If you're going to train for the Olympics every day, you're going to get up and it's going to be easy to do your peak performance to get there because you've got that vision. You know who you want to be. But if you're just getting up because somebody said you don't look good or you feel like you can't get on your pants and you feel bad, it's not inspiring. So you have to tie it to a passion. That's the first thing I do with my guests before they come. When you tie that passion and start to build a map for your life, all of the disciplines you do daily become really inspiring and purposeful because you see I'm getting closer, I'm getting closer, I'm getting closer. And you start feeling results consistently. Otherwise it is an off and on process.
0: Yeah okay very interesting and I totally agree I think from my own experience and with clients to see when they plug that in into a bigger vision this is where you know things uh, get a bit easier like same for people who just are focused on I want to make 10k per month 100k per month it's like mm-hmm. yeah that's what people want but like what's the movement what's the calling behind? yeah
1: why and mm-hmm.
0: I I also feel that I mean, throughout my journey, the calling has also evolved a lot because, you know, when people say, how do I find my purpose? It's a very common thing that goes on in the entrepreneurial space, like find your why, find your purpose, find your calling, Mm -hmm. find your passion. But I like to go a little bit deeper and also like connected to the identity shifts as well as we go through. And sometimes I believe that often we know what is the thing that we want, sometimes we're just not awakened to that, that's the one thing. But I also feel yep. as we go, it touches you, whether it's God speaking to you and calling you up in his palace, like that's the thing right now, and some people hear that in their 20s, other people in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and so on, so I'm curious to know in terms of like your calling like how has that evolved in the time that you knew very early on you wanted to do retreats or how has that shifted and how do you see that with others because i think there's a moment okay i start here the passion can change you're not married to your offer to that calling Mm -hmm. you can just add on to that but what's the things you see in people in terms of their purpose evolution since the retreat and how has that been in your own life
1: yeah so um, you know, it's funny when I first started, you know, coaching, consulting, leading people, et cetera, um, it was very business facing because, uh, in my journey, I see this as most people too. When my clients call me, they usually say, you know, they're usually successful people that are either stuck and they are trying to figure out how to get out of a problem state. Like I'm not doing well anymore and I feel stuck or they're really successful. and They don't know where to go from here. But the thing is I'll say, what would make the process successful to you? If we work together, what's going to make this a win? and usually it's like well i have x amount i have 2 million dollars in the bank i like that to be 5 i want to scale my company 3 times you know it's very monetary and i think everybody starts monetary because when you start the journey of personal growth you obviously won't have the experience the wisdom yet but we're afraid we're still thinking with a scarcity mindset we're still fearful so what's the thing we're mostly afraid of making a mistake losing money failing not having you know what we the resources we need to continue on And so as you go through that journey and you start to learn, it's funny, I love this too, within two to four weeks of working with me, and again, I'm not like tooting my horn, this is the person's journey, but just the guidance when they start doing it, they start to realize very quickly, this isn't about money anymore. Oh my gosh, there's such a higher purpose. Very quickly, like, I wanna help people. I wanna do this. I've been working my company or my job because I really wanted to help this group of people. I really wanna make this impact in the world. I wanna help my family. And so quickly it goes from monetary to like making a purpose in the world and impact. Same Mm -hmm. thing happened with me. I was doing, I wasn't as much scarcity mindset, but I did it because it's like that success, especially as a young man. You're like, I want to get in, I'll be the top of my field. I want to do well. You want to make a certain amount of money. And then you realize that's not that fulfilling. Like, it's like, I can make money, but no matter how much I make, it's not really changing my journey much. Mm -hmm. And so I started to realize it was more about the person. I started to work more on people. And it was funny because very quickly, I wanted to go even deeper with people, I wanted to include spirituality and more about meditation and faith and your perps, all these deeper, more esoteric topics. But I used to be afraid that if I did that, people wouldn't hire me, or they look at me and think I was strange for doing like, Oh, that guy's over here. I'm he's a hippie, I'm not going to work with that guy. Um, and in the past 1213 years, I said, You know what, I have to this is who I am. If, if you're not happy with it, then you're not my person, my tribe or my client. And as Mm -hmm. soon as I shifted and started doing more of the spirituality and bringing everything in and talk about meditation and breath work, my business has gone through the roof to where I can't even handle it. Now it's like, I can't even take on the people that contact me. Mm -hmm. And it just shows that people need this so much. I mean, the results are so much better. My clients are doing better. Their lives are getting more fulfilled and they're making a bigger impact in their lives. But it shows it's really what we need because, you know, business should be a resource that helps us do our calling or fulfill our passion, our life it shouldn't be everything. And so that experience I had is the same experience I try to impart to others is to trust me, go on this journey. Because if you're unfulfilled in any way, or you're not seeing the results you want, it's because you got to tie something deeper, you got to get to what's driving you. We're all designed to be a certain person, right? Everybody loves a certain color, people are beach people, you're mountain people, you're morning person, you're a night person, There's things about you that are fundamental when you can tap into those drivers, I call them, they help you understand how to live your life. And you have to lean into those and give up trying to be like everybody else, give up trying to, you know, seek external guidance so much, you can use external resources to help you once you know the path, but you have to take your path. And so once you get on that, you start to realize it very quickly becomes about a higher purpose. You start having a calling, you start having a connection with something else because it's just you. You're not talking about Brenda Bouchard or Russell Brunson or Tony Robbins or something. You're like, no, this is my journey. And I can can extrapolate knowledge from these people, but I'm not gonna take their journey anymore and just do 100% what they said to do. It has to be mine where I use education to support me.
0: I love that. And it's perfectly actually the motto of the podcast, Inspiration Science. I talk about there is no right or wrong way, but you got to build your own framework for relationships, for healings, the way you run your business um, as well. And I believe also so much in, you know, the inspiration. It brings you to this motion of like high, you know, like gratitude, love, enlightenment. And then you have the science, the how, the pragmatic things. And you do that in the way that works the best for you. And sometimes you have to explore mm-hmm. to see what works, what doesn't work as well. And, you know, another thing that really interests me is like, since I'm also a very spiritual person, we tend to have always these deeper awakenings. And I'm sure you maybe have also those moments you're doing mm-hmm. And you feel like, oh, that's my calling, or that's the thing. And sometimes it's pretty radical, like it, it just like hits you, and you feel mm-hmm. the people oh, have to do this like fast, like that's the thing. And then you take 180 mm-hmm. degrees there and then there. So, how do you personally navigate those spiritual awakenings into the business? And like, how does the decision process look like for you? Because you mentioned the very phenomenal like metaphor that you have those thoughts it's the board directors up there like different yeah.
1: people
0: <laughs> and people say follow the heart other people say no follow follow god like the word the truth so it goes deeper and other people are like mm-hmm. no i had spiritual awakening and got to do that so you know how how do you personally go about these moments and integrate your awakenings into business
1: you know um i've gotten i'm good at it now i haven't always been good at it right there's resistance and we learn and it's like you know So, like I said, I've always had spirituality, I always had faith, I've always felt that I've been, you know, blessed, and I've been a good person, I, you know, I'm somebody that's honest, I always work hard, I do my, my own stuff, and I try to be a good person. Um, But we have to learn, right, you have to have experiences to teach you where you need to stretch, where you need to grow, what your weaknesses and strengths are. But you know, about in 2000, um, 2019, um you know i had a real kind of awakening and it's funny because my retreats called the awakening purposefully because of this it's you know action master retreats the awakening um, for many reasons but so in 2019 my ex and i were going through some stuff and i love to hike and so one day i went hiking with my dog and this is incredible this was such an incredible experience because i was hiking and i was just out there having fun i'm just going along my hiking backpack on and just doing my stuff look at the mountains And all of a sudden, like I just had this vision come up in front of me and it was literally a word. I just saw a big word up in front of me and the words were like the letters were like this big and in red. Thing is like, it was so clear that I was seeing it. And also not like red's fine color, it's not my color. So like all these things were things were just so counterintuitive to who I am. But I saw this word up in front of me it said the word splinter. And it was such a random word. like, when do you even say the word splinter unless you have like a splinter in your finger or something? But it was like big red letters. And I was like, this is so strange. I just saw it so clear. I sat down and meditated. And it popped up again it was just right in my mind i'm like this is really weird i kind of was i almost had like this resistance to it because I'm like how weird like what is this like you know i just couldn't understand it. i was like if this was your client what would you tell your client to do so i just breathed and meditated i kind of thought about it and i was like just meditate what does it mean to you and so i just kind of thought about it and i was like my mind said it's the splinter means to you something in your life that is painful but doesn't belong you don't have to put much effort into it, but by letting it go it will work itself out easily and effortlessly. It means there's something negative and painful in your life but all you need to do is let it work itself out easily and effortlessly. And I thought, fascinating. So I actually came home, I was all excited and I ran in and told my my you know ex at the time. And I said, hey, wow, this is incredible. I just saw this thing and I told her the whole story and she just kind of went white and looked at me all strange. And I was like, kind of weird. The next day she up telling me that she had been cheating on me and all this different stuff. And she was the splinter. And um, we ended up splitting up after eight years of being together. And I was like, wow. And that kind of shifted my whole world because I had planned getting married us having kids. Like I had this whole track of us doing stuff and everything shifted. And it, I, it was such a prophetic experience. I kind of like, okay, I need to dig deeper into what this was. And I started, I started listening to Joel Osteen and going much more into listening to stuff about the Bible. I went and studied Buddhism, went deeper into it. I've been studying, but I just went deep into my spiritual studies. And I ended up going to Thailand and spending almost a month over there doing some stuff and went and meditated with monks up in a temple in Phuket, which was unbelievable, and just went through this whole journey. And then I was on this path and I came back. My brother passed away in March of 2020, or sorry, in April, we had COVID and my grandma passed away. I had boom, 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 all these things happened. And they were all things that I had believed would crush me in the past, things that would change my life in a way that I don't know how I would turn out from it. And thank God, it actually fortified me, made me stronger. And it said, this is the path you're on now. And it just changed who I was. And so I said, okay, I started going down that path. And now in the past several years, four or five years, something that I've really learned to do, which is my process is surrendering um most people really don't understand it and they don't really surrender but if you have faith and you surrender it means that you surrender it means when something's not going your way you go then this must be it's not supposed to happen I'm, what am i i always ask myself what am i supposed to learn from this if something happens that i'm unhappy with or i'm frustrated what am i supposed to learn and what am i supposed to do and i take that knowledge and i continue forward and you have to have faith most people are impatient so something happens like okay well I didn't get the job. What am I going to get now? And it's immediately like, well, it's like, you don't know. This could take months. It could take years. You have to have faith. That faith means you hold on to it, even when things aren't showing up the way you want. And so I learned to just surrender and say, there must be a reason for this. There's a reason I'm going through this. There's a reason this happened. There's something I'm supposed to learn from this. And it has shown to be true. And so now it's easy for me to surrender because I know that it is something that is meant to be for me. And so it's not easy, but I found that it's the better path. And I usually find peace and abundance through that journey.
0: Wow. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. And yeah, I don't want to pity, but I really want to congratulate you for the courage that you had to, you know, keep leading and sharing this with the world too. And what an experience. I mean, that's really an awakening. Now I also understand like the awakening, like the action mastery. Yeah like it does make really sense and i think that god has more in store for you like something that has shifted you in that moment but i think it's so true you know the the purpose of a commitment the purpose of faith is the moment when you actually want to give up like otherwise why commitment and i always I think it's um, so important to put ta- to have the vision, the calling, and the faith, and to surrender to the process as well. And many times people say, "I know, I know, but it's hard." And in that moment, it seems impossible because you're so frustrated. Mm-hmm. But I. But I think it's also an interesting characteristic of entrepreneurs I see. You know, they always have you got to have patience to build a business. And I think it's so true. While at the same time, of course, successful entrepreneurs, they have a certain urgency in the things they have to get done. So they Mm -hmm. balance these two elements very well to have this fire and to really be fast and collapse the time while they have super much patience to go around that. So again, thank you so much for sharing the story and all your wisdom as well. Lastly, do you have a life motto that you live by, a quote or something that daily inspires you?
1: I actually have a bunch of them. but My my, my main mantra that I live by is leave every situation better than you found it. Um, To me, when you unpack it, it means a lot, right? It's a simple statement, but it means a whole lot. And so if I leave every situation better than I found it, it means I show up as the best version of myself and I am present in the moment And I'm empathizing with everyone in that situation so that I understand all perspectives. And before I leave that situation, I want to be better. I want to make sure everybody's better and I want to make sure I've done the best I can to improve that so that I impact the world a positive way everywhere I go.
0: Amazing. I love that. And that's such a beautiful way, I think, to improve. Um, in the world I mean as an individual if everyone would um, embody that as well so thank you so much I'm going to put also all the social links below the social so people can also um, network with you or reach out to you and um, also I know that you have a retreat right now that will happen this year and what is like the best way for people to join I can also put the link below is there anything yeah
1: That'd be great. Yeah, I'll I'll give you guys the link. We have about uh, three or four spots left, and so the retreat is November fifth through the eleventh of uh, November fifth through eleventh. Uh, so it's coming up about fifty days from now. Very exciting. But um, you can always search my name if you search me anywhere on the internet. You know, Brett Bauman. Uh, you can also go to my website, Brett or my Instagram I'm by Brett Ballman, and you'll find I have links there for everything. But if you look me up, an Action Mastery Retreat you'll find it and uh, we'd love to have you there. Um, It's gonna be an incredible opportunity. I do believe that the right people will be there. And so if you're called to be there, it'll be the right thing for you and it will provide you with what you're looking for.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Brett, for all the insights I'm looking forward for future talks on the further evolutions of our stories.
1: Thank you so much, I really appreciate it. really enjoyed the conversation today and God bless you and best of luck to all of you.
0: Okay, beautiful souls, thank you so much for taking time out of your day life to untangle wisdom and abundance on all levels. If you feel connection to this audio experience, share it with your friends. Follow us on Instagram, Your Universal Way, and my personal Instagram, Austin June, And always remember, there is no right or wrong way, just your universal way. See you next time.